This is In Focus from Control Risks, the global specialist risk consultancy. Each episode of In Focus brings you in-depth analysis and perspective from a different corner of our global network of experts. Hello, and welcome to this podcast from Control Risks, the global specialist risk consultancy. I'm Barnaby Fletcher, and this is our regular series of podcasts exploring the impact of COVID-19 on sub-Saharan Africa. As we record this on the 19th of May, the number of confirmed COVID-19 cases across sub-Saharan Africa are approaching 60,000, and the number of deaths is now more than 1,300. On the 13th of May, Lesotho became the latest and the last country in sub-Saharan Africa to record its first case of COVID-19. Two days earlier, however, Mauritius discharged its last two active COVID-19 cases. It has not recorded a new case since the 25th of April, and it does not now have a single active case in the country. This achievement has been based on extremely stringent lockdown measures and a significant contact tracking and testing effort. There is no doubt that Mauritius, as a relatively wealthy island nation, had a number of advantages compared to its African peers in its response to the pandemic. Nonetheless, Mauritius is far from the only country in sub-Saharan Africa that has responded impressively well to COVID-19. And it is still a much-needed good news story in the midst of this global crisis. Unfortunately, today, we are not talking about this good news story but instead about the growing threat of food insecurity in sub-Saharan Africa. I think it worth making clear that while COVID-19 has exacerbated food insecurity, it is not the sole cause, and the problem existed well before the pandemic. As the Director General of the Food and Agricultural Organization made clear when launching the global report on food crises on the 21st of April. Dear friends, we are dealing with one of the most difficult challenges we have ever faced as a global family, COVID-19 pandemics. But it would be wrong to say that before COVID-19 pandemics, there were no problems. Today, an alliance of international partners, including FAO, published a report that provided new data on the number of the people who were already experiencing the most severe form of hunger at the start of 2020, before COVID-19. The global report on food crisis tells us that at the start of 2020, 135 million people were in acute food insecurity, mostly because of shocks like conflict, extreme weather, or economic disruptions. This is the highest number in the past four years. To discuss this issue, I am joined by Rose Mamanya and Halima Aden, two of our researchers based in our Nairobi office who have been looking into the issue of food security in depth. Halima, we have just heard the head of the FAO explain the global food situation and some of its causes. What was the situation in Africa specifically before COVID-19? Thanks, Barney. Even before the global pandemic broke out, Food insecurity was a serious concern in the African continent. According to latest figures from the Food and Agriculture Organization, 256 million people in the continent suffer from severe food insecurity. Chronic food crises in the continent have been driven by a variety of factors, including global economic and worsening environmental conditions and conflict. 
Indeed, areas that are severely affected by climate change, particularly the Sahel region, the Horn of Africa, and Southern Africa have many food insecure people. According to the Economic Community of West African States, the impact of the coronavirus pandemic could increase the number of people at risk of food insecurity and malnutrition from 17 million to 50 million people between the months of June and August in 2020. Thanks, Halima. Now, Rose, how has COVID-19 impacted this situation that Halima describes, the growing crisis of food insecurity? Of course, the COVID-19 pandemic has worsened the issue of food insecurity in Africa by introducing additional challenges. For instance, restrictions on movement introduced by governments across the continent have interfered with the supply chain of agricultural products. Though the movement of food and other cargo continues in many countries, additional screening for COVID-19 is causing delays to agricultural supply chains as border crossings become bottlenecks. For example, in Kenya and Nigeria, estimated clearance times at ports have increased from days to weeks. In addition to this, the pandemic has resulted in reduced income for many Africans. Restrictions such as lockdowns and suspensions of non-essential business activities have reduced economic prospects, especially considering that over 70% of Africa's workforce is employed in the informal sector. For example, in Rwanda and Kenya, the suspension and restrictions on public transport, which provides employment for a large section of the urban population, have shrunk economic opportunities. This has reduced the ability of many Africans to afford food. With full or partial lockdowns implemented in many urban areas to limit the spread of COVID-19, these areas have been hit hard and will continue to feel the effects in the coming years. Access to daily labor and food purchases will be problematic for many urban residents as long as the restrictions remain in place, potentially pushing thousands below the poverty line. In addition, the closure of major food markets in urban areas and border towns, including in, in countries such as Burkina Faso, Nigeria and Kenya, will likely prompt an increase in food prices, de- despite government attempts to limit prices in price hikes through measures such as reduced value-added tax on essential goods. With socioeconomic grievances rising, governments have made efforts to m- mitigate the economic impact of the pandemic, but these efforts have been largely inadequate because they mostly consist of tax breaks which favor wealthier segments of the population with access to formal employment while excluding those that depend on the informal sector. Of course, the fact that many African countries are net importers of food has not been helpful during these times. A lot of those factors you spoke about are related to the actions taken by governments in Africa, namely the stringent lockdown measures that they have introduced to limit the spread of COVID-19. But that last point, that the situation is not helped by the fact that many African countries are net importers of food, is really important. So, Halima, COVID-19 is obviously a global crisis. And how have these global factors, such as the disruption of global trade supply chains and food supply chains, impacted on food security? Border closures has restricted trade and limited food availability in many African countries, particularly those who are dependent on food imports. Given that many African governments are net importers, This would be problematic to sustain for prolonged periods due to other COVID-19-related fiscal pressures. Moreover, the imports the continent relies on have also been affected as major suppliers including India, Vietnam and Cambodia have reduced or even banned food exports to make sure their countries have enough food to cope with the pandemic. 
On the other hand, the restrictions on movement as a result of COVID-19 has additionally exacerbated the food security situation by distracting from government efforts to tackle underlying causes. These causes include poverty, which leads to vulnerability to climatic shocks, population reliance on rain-fed agriculture for their livelihoods, conflict and climatic disasters. Additionally, the global focus on the pandemic has resulted to neglect of humanitarian aid considerations in places where conflict has devastated food systems. For instance, humanitarian access already limited in the northern regions of Niger due to increasing violence is now further strained due to the pandemic. Similarly, the resettlement of vulnerable refugees evacuated from Libya and currently in transit has been temporarily suspended due to severe travel restrictions across the world. One final question. We have been talking about the current crisis and the dangers it poses for food security now. But what about in the longer term? Coming out of this, having experienced such a challenge, are African governments going to start thinking about changing their agricultural sectors and supply chains? The advent of several crises affecting food supplies will likely prompt a rethink of food security strategies in the coming years. Greater attention is likely to be paid to internal agricultural supply chains as nations take steps to ensure their own food independence. Most workers across entire agricultural value chains have been designated essential, meaning that the work related to food production has largely continued unhindered despite the COVID-19 pandemic. As I said, the primary problems facing producers have been the logistical and bureaucratic bottlenecks that have precipitated delays in produce reaching the internal markets. Governments are working hard to reduce this. In addition, multilateral donors, including the African Development Bank, are channeling, are channeling funding towards small and medium-sized agricultural enterprises and logistics operators. These efforts will likely have longer-term impacts beyond the current crisis. Along government interve- interventions, businesses have also been forced to move their activities online, including in the food and consumer food sectors. Across larger cities on the continent, e- e-commerce platforms have added the delivery of food direct from farms and grocery from supermarkets to their services, and many of them offer services for which uptake had been limited prior to the COVID-19. Bolstered by dynamic mobile service providers and expanding internet access across the continent, efforts to digitize aspects of the food supply network, such as the access to markets, will help eliminate blockages and inefficiencies and inefficiencies in the coming years. So at least there's one good thing that comes out of this crisis. Rose and Halima, thank you very much for taking the time to discuss this hugely important issue. To all of our listeners, an article providing more detail on these food security challenges and what this means for the East African region in particular is available on our website. In the next episode, we'll be talking with control risk crisis and security experts about how to deal with the complex and continually evolving security concerns that the COVID-19 crisis is raising. Please do visit controlrisk.com forward slash COVID-19 to read more of our analysis and find out how we are helping clients navigate this crisis. And please do reach out. Until then, I'm Barnaby Fletcher, and thank you for listening to this podcast from Control Risks.
If you enjoyed what you heard on this episode of In Focus, make sure to subscribe wherever you listen. And be sure to subscribe to our other podcasts as well, such as The Global Insight, our fortnightly panel discussion exploring the impact of the most pressing issues on global business. All of our podcasts are available wherever you listen. Just search Control Risks. You can follow all of our analysis and find out how we are helping businesses build organizations that are secure, compliant, and resilient by visiting controlrisks.com.